Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spirit of Fire podcast for October 9th, 2013. I'm here. This is Sal, otherwise known as Halo Fan for Life. Uh, with me is one of my co-hosts, Martin. Uh, give a hello there, Martin. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course, man. You're part of the uh, show, man. And uh, <laughs> Zach couldn't make it this week, so... I, uh, I looked to one of my gaming buddies, who's also part of the Halo Fan for Life gaming group, and uh, his name is Brent, otherwise known as the Big Cheese. Uh, how you doing there, Brent? Pretty good. Happy to be here. All right, man. Well, uh, feel free to butt in whenever. Uh, just don't uh, <coughs> don't put me down. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> uh, but anyways, all right. So uh, first things as always, uh, we start off with a week in Halo, and. Uh, uh, some of these things are uh, full community kind of things. Some of these things are related to uh, the blog in general. Uh, and the first thing up is that uh, Halo Fan for Life now has an Etsy page. And that's E-T-S-Y. If you're unfamiliar with Etsy, they're basically like a large uh, uh, arts and crafts kind of place where you can go and, and find cool uh, arts and crafts stuff that you can buy or you can sell there. And I went there uh, just out of uh, you know curiosity just to see what kind of Halo stuff uh, might be there. Excuse me for sniffling. Oh, and by the way, I should say that I'm a bit under the weather this week. Uh, I have some kind of allergies or, or something going on. So if I sniffle real bad this week, more than normal, my apologies. But again, anyways, uh, so I went onto the Etsy page, uh, which is Etsy.com, and, uh, and took a look to see what was there. And there's just a ton of stuff. Uh, I posted on, I believe it was last Monday, about uh, the stuff that I found. And uh, some really cool stuff there. There's uh, like a Master Chief helmet uh, fabric um, uh, floppy cat uh, that you can wear, or hat rather. Uh, a bunch of little uh, um, crochet-based kind of things that are Halo-related, whether it's a little mini, mini Master Chief figure and so on. A bunch of different patches. There's one that's a Corbulo patch. looks very cool. So there is a link in the sidebar on the main page there, halofanflife.com, uh, to my Etsy page. And you can see some of the things that I've found there. But by all means, don't uh, don't just stop there. Feel free yourself to look around and see what other cool uh, Halo stuff or anything else, for that matter, that you might be interested in. Uh, next up is uh, the Halo Bulletin. As always, this is the big portion of our uh, Week in Halo stuff. So uh, let's just jump into that. Uh, the Game of the Year um, edition of Halo 4 has come out. It uh, just came out yesterday as of this recording. We're recording on Wednesday. Normally we record on Sunday. But um, we were going to have some difficulties there on Sunday. So we uh, we waited for a few days. But anyway, so the Game of the Year edition came out uh, yesterday. And we did mention this, I believe, in the last podcast. Uh, there's a ton of stuff in that edition of the game. Uh, pretty much all the DLC content, with the exception of the Photos armor, and it's selling for uh, $40 at retail, uh, and I highly suggest getting it. I haven't been able to get it yet, but hopefully next week I'll be able to, 
And should I be able to, then uh, I'm going to have a bunch of codes to give away because really there's only a couple codes I need from that. Uh, I'll keep the disc in the uh, in the box, but um, the only codes that I'm going to keep are the Deadeye and the Venator Raptor codes. All the rest I will do as giveaways on the blog. All right, uh, next thing is the uh, within the bulletin is the matchmaking playlist update. Uh, important to note is that Oddball will be replacing King of the Hill on October 14th. This is part of the rotational playlist. Uh, within the bulletin itself, you'll see that there is a three-month uh, graphic that shows you when the new uh, playlist will come into effect within the rotational playlist. So again, King of the Hill is going on right now, and I should mention that I've got, uh, I only need 12 games to win in that to master it before it goes away for who knows how many months. And I, it's getting to be a real pain in the butt because uh, <laughs> there's not that many people in that playlist for one. And then depending on what time of the day you play, uh, especially later at night, it seems like there's some really skilled people in there, so it gets really hard to win those. But hopefully I can knock out those 12 before uh, before it ends, and uh, that'll be just another notch on my commendations that I can check off there. You guys, uh, you're playing a bit of King of the Hill. I know you played with me because I keep bugging the hell out of you to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's uh, not one of my favorite game ties, but we'll do it for you, so. Yeah, I appreciate that. How about you, Brent? You you like it at all, or what? I know when we have the, the easy games. <laughs> yeah, there are those few games where we, uh, yeah, the team's not even going for the hill. But uh, I mean, there's there's some games in there that I really enjoy. It's just a nice challenge. Mm-hmm. It can definitely be challenging, that's for sure. You know, the one thing that I do, and I, I kind of went off. It was a few days ago. I kind of went off on. Um, a random guy that was uh, in our uh, in our party because he wasn't going into the hill at all. This was early in the game, and I was like, "Dude, get in the hill, get in the hill." And I, I was kind of being a, a little bit of a jerk, but I was like, "Get in the hill," you know. I said, "That's the name of the game. The name of the game is King of the Hill." And he's like, "Oh, I'm trying to slay people, you know, to to so you guys can get in the hill." And I'm like, "It ain't working, man. We're losing. You need to get in the hill." And um, you know, really, I, when I play King of the Hill, I play for that objective. Like a bitch, man. I mean, I am a, a an objective whore when I play those games because I <laughs> don't care if I die 30 times and only get 10 kills. I don't care. KD means jack squat to me in objective games. I want to win these games. And like I said, for me in this particular one, because I'm so close to mastering it, I just want to get there. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to try and slay people, but if it means I can get into a hill... When some when the other team is in the hill, and at the very least nullify that, you know, so that you know it's it's in that that flux uh, time. I can't think of the right word that the announcer says at the moment, but you know, basically, uh, the the hill is being uh, uh, countermanded by both teams, so nobody's getting any time. If I can do that, I'll do that until I can get back up, and hopefully somebody else can help, and then we can actually take the hill over. Uh, so I'd rather do that, you know. I can't just sit back and snipe. I can't, uh, you know, I can, but that, that's not my style of play. You know, it, it used to be in Reach. Uh, it was, I was, but it wasn't like that in Halo 3. In fact, I'm playing Halo 4 like I played Halo 3, and that is to do the objective at all costs without care of KD. Uh, so anyways, 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm kind of getting a bit panicky about this because we've only got a few days left, and it is only 12 wins. But like I said, it's getting harder. Um, when I started playing this on Monday, whenever it was that that first Monday, within like three days, I was already ranked like 19th in the world. Now that slipped a little bit because I haven't played as much, but uh, still, I just shot up too quickly in rank, and I think that's what's been bringing in a lot of those. Um, uh, you know, more skilled uh, teams and players, but hopefully we'll get there. All right. <laughs> Dedication. Dedication. Yeah, yeah, or or stupidity. I don't know, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next thing up is uh, there's a cool tutorial on how to make a race game type using uh, ricochet settings. Uh, basically, uh, it, it boils down to you make the mongoose a... Um, uh, uh, be like the, the ricochet ball and then as you go through the various uh, score points then that's how you score so it's a, it's, it's a bit complex to say the least though the uh, uh, the tutorial is written out there for you so you know if, you, if you're really looking to do that personally I would just like a reach native I'm sorry not reach a race native uh, game type that has the settings for race so that you don't have to go through some other game settings to do that. Um, you know, and the thing is, is modders have found it and I, that that's kind of a key word for this week. And we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that later in the, in the uh, podcast. But anyways, modders have found, you know, how to be able to get the race game type into the game. And it actually uses the announcer's voice for race as opposed to other game types. So, you know, we really need to see that come into play instead of going through hoops, literally and figuratively, uh, using ricochet playlists, you know, uh, th their settings. Uh, let's see. The next thing is there is a remake of Halo Reach's Countdown. Uh, and uh, that's shown, I think there's a video on there as well as after that, there's an article, uh, there's an interview, sorry, with... Uh, the creator of the remake, and uh, they talk about that. Now, I, I have to say, Countdown was one of my favorites in Reach, uh, especially uh, King of the Hill, coincidentally. Uh, but I will be honest to say that I was kind of a bastard in that because I didn't play for the Hill too much <laughs> in Reach, um, especially when the Hill was bottom mid. I always used to call it fish in a barrel because you'd always have those kids that would just go for the hill in there. Man, it was, yeah, you, know, you throw grenades down there, you pop them head off, you know. It was so easy to get so many kills. You know, yeah, I'd go for the hill if it was in more protected areas, you know, in the, in the halls or not so much out, in, you know, on the outside top mid there. That was, you know, that could also be a pain in the ass. But, you know, but I never went for it whenever it was in the bottom mid because it was just way too open. But, um but yeah, but I'm glad that map was remade. Go ahead, go ahead. I gotta be honest, man. I can't stand that map. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh my god, That's that is right. sword base with the bane of my existence. I you know, we all it. have those kind of maps. We definitely do. Like mine in Halo Four is abandoned. I just can't. Oh, yeah. I can't freaking stand uh -huh. that map. I don't know what it is I about it. <laughs> What's that? I think that's everybody's opinion on abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't seem to play right. There's something about it. I, don't, I can't really pin it down. You know, uh, there's just, 
there needs to be something different with it. I don't know. I I don't know. I can't really explain it. It's just it's not my favorite map in Halo Four. But yeah, but you know, <laughs> hey, if you don't like Countdown, man, that's cool. Like I said, everybody's got their maps that they they can't handle. Mine in uh, in Halo Three for the longest was Construct. I hated that map, and every time it came up, and if it got voted on, I was like, oh god, you know, it just it it, it was. A very vocal, you know, form of disgust that it got picked, but but then <laughs> that's funny because that was that was one of my favorites. Well, wait, here's the thing though: <laughs> it actually turned into one of my favorites when, you know, lo and behold, I finally got the Step and Razor achievement, which is uh, a triple kill with the uh, sword, uh, and I was able to pick that up. I think I might have got that in Rumble Pit. I can't recall. I'm pretty sure that's how I got it. And once I was able to get that, and that was like the last achievement that I needed at the time before other DLC came out, uh, man, I was like really happy about that. And then it was shortly thereafter that I um, I became part of a gaming group and I learned the callouts for the map. And once I learned the callouts and was you know and heard people uh, you know calling out with those things and I knew what they meant. It made navigating the map so much easier. It made understanding where the enemies were, where they were going to, where they were coming from, so much easier. And it made that map so much easier to play. And then I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, speaking of callouts, we will get to this later. But um, uh, I'm, invite, I'm making a community invite uh, for those that want to learn callouts in Halo 4. But we'll get to that shortly. All right. Uh, so, the... Last part of the uh, the bulletin, as normal, is that there is there was a screenshot uh, spotlight, and the name of this one was Orange, and it had a, uh, a ton of pictures uh, that uh, that had to deal with the color orange, and in particular, the one that I liked the most was when it was called Refractive Photos, uh, and uh, that is somewhat uh, reminiscent of. The new skin uh, that comes with the uh, the Didact figure. If you buy the McFarland figure, it's got uh, a refractive skins for for armor for um, oh for the Venator skin, as well as a refractive skin for the suppressor. So it was kind of neat that they used that word in there. Uh, that was my favorite. I kind of like the little uh, the the squiggly bits in the background as well. It's just kind of a neat wallpaper kind of effect. So that's the one that I liked. And then the other one that I thought was cool was one that was called Lost by uh, 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 Awesomest Matt. Uh, it, it's on Abandon, <laughs> coincidentally, but that's, I'm not playing on it. I'm just looking at a screenshot of it. <laughs> and this uh, this particular screenshot, it's mostly orange and then kind of like dark browns and blacks of... Uh, of um, Abandoned, so it actually kind of gives it like that Halloween feel. So that was kind of cool. All right, so sorry if you heard that squeak. That was my chair. Um, <laughs> need to add a little WD-40 with that. But anyway, so that's the uh, that's the Halo Bulletin uh, for the week. You guys have anything else you want to add on that? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, I just thought it was interesting on the uh, on the calendar that they had for the rotational playlist. They're stopping, or not stopping, but there's nothing past January. Yeah. I don't know if that means anything internally, but the fact they've only sort of done up until, uh, was it January the 6th, and then nothing after that, to, to, it just as to be determined. I mean, I know they can't plan too far ahead, but... They could. Uh, uh, but... 
Yeah, exactly. It's not that hard for them to plan that far ahead. Here's my thing. Um, My thing, and, and, well, this will be something I'll get into later, so I'll just briefly mention it now. That rotational playlist, they just need to flush it down the freaking toilet, please. It, It sucks because the player population count, even during peak hours, and by peak hours, I mean... Uh, 8 to 11 p.m., but it could, uh, Eastern time, but it could go a little bit further, say, 8 to 1, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., because then that that includes uh, Eastern, uh, uh, what do you call it, Pacific time as well. That playlist is dreadful. It is very dreadful. Um, you are lucky if you're getting two to 300 people in there, and that's during peak hours, you know, once it hits around 1 o'clock here in Pittsburgh, that playlist goes down to 90. Within a half hour to an hour later, it goes down to like 40 or 50. That's ridiculous, okay? That that just shows you that the playlist is not working. Now, you might say, well, that's because of what the game type is for this week, and maybe it'll be better next week. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that because that's part of one of my rants later, and so... I'll just stop right there. I'll calm down, <laughs> take a drink of my southern-flavored tea, and move on to the next topic. <laughs> uh, so the next topic is, uh, and this is something uh, that I think uh, uh, Brent might enjoy here, is that uh, I did some uh, toy reviews on the new McFarlane Halo 4 Series 2 uh, action figures. Uh, they just came out uh, within the last uh, two weeks, and I had... Uh, I had, uh, I believe I talked about this last podcast. I can't recall if I did or not. So apologies if I'm repeating myself. But I did uh, uh, reviews on the Orange Scout, the Purple CIO, the Elite Ranger, the Storm Jackal, and then the Didact. And uh, uh, I just really, I, I like the wave. I didn't like the color so much of the Orange Scout, though that could be used as a grip ball, Spartan, so that's okay. I'm a little perplexed by the purple of the CIO and why they just didn't choose like a, a more popular or used color, like either red or blue or steel or white uh, or olive green. I mean, those, those colors are like the base colors. Uh, going with a color like purple, which is not really used much, just a little perplexing to me. The sculpt is great, though, so there's you know no complaint on that. Now the Elite Ranger, I thought was a great figure. It's hefty, you know. It's got a, it's got an, uh, a good bit of weight to it. The sculpt is fantastic. Um, I thought they did a really bang up job on that one. Uh, the Storm Jackal. Now, as I did these, by the way, I deliberately uh, reviewed them for what I thought was. Uh, my least favorite to my favorite one. So they, they got better as they went along. The Storm Jackal, I think, is just a fantastic figure. Very well sculpted. Even if you're not a fan of the stunted beaks of the Jackals in Halo 4, you can't fault McFarlane for that because they're just taking the uh, the model that 343 gave them. Uh, but their interpretation then of that model is just spot on. You know, the armor looks great. The the articulation in this is fantastic. The uh, the paint job is great. There's only two minor things that I would say about that is that the blue and the armor I think should be darker 
but that's okay. I'm okay with that. And then the only other thing is that the um, the hair or the feathers, whatever you want to call it, that come off its head as well as the ones that come off its elbows on the action figure, they kind of look like little Play-Doh spaghetti strands as opposed, as opposed to being more spiky and thin-like, you know, more needle-like. But uh, other than that, though, and, and I can understand why not, because you don't want, if kids get it, you know, they, you don't want them to get hurt on a pointy end of it, something like that. So that's fine. I get that. Uh, but other than that, the, the figure itself is fantastic. Now, you guys, I know, Brent, you, you have a few of these figures, right? Yep. Which ones do you have? I have the uh, the Master Chief, the Walgreens exclusive CIO, and just a few days ago, I picked up the uh, Orange Scout. And uh, why don't you let us know what the difference is between the Walgreens CIO and the purple one? Uh, the uh, the Walgreens CIO is it's uh, it's black with green highlights, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Well, it's steel and, color because they don't like to call it black, but yes. Yeah. Same difference. Right. But, uh, <laughs> the uh, weapon skin it comes with, I it's probably one of the coolest weapon skins I've seen. The uh, Bones DMR, I love it. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I use that one myself. I've got a um, well, I've got a couple of DMR ones, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I use that for my go-to DMR uh, loadout, uh, especially when I'm on large maps, and uh, I think it looks really cool. Now, being a, a kid of the '80s, it kind of reminds me of of designs that uh, that I saw and that were pretty prevalent around the '80s. So that was pretty cool. What were you going to say, Martin? There you go. Um, no, nothing, mate. I'm good. No, okay. Brent, were you going to say something else? No, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> it sounded like somebody wanted to say something more. But then, um, now finally then, uh, there is the uh, the Didact figure. And I have to tell you, uh, that figure is just completely awesome. Uh, I gave it, I it, think it's my first ever 11 out of 10, which... Mathematically, it's not supposed to happen, but that's just basically <laughs> telling you how damn good this figure is. Now, there is there's one little part on the knees that they didn't sculpt in, and I think that just has to do with the fact that it probably would have blocked articulation. And I'm okay with that because everything else is there. Um, you know, the color of the figure from the various armor parts to the under armor parts to the to the head of the the didact. By the way, it has you can swap off the 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 actual head versus the helmeted head. So you can have them in either way that you want, obviously not both at the same time, but still it's pretty damn cool. Uh, but the articulation on this is great. The, what separates this from all the other, uh, halo action figures previous is that the hands on this didact, mind you now that the didact has six fingers, not five, like we do. So it's got two opposable thumbs on the ends and then four fingers in the middle. Um, those four fingers in the middle each have hinge joints. So you could pose them closed fist, pointing with one finger, completely open. You know, there's just a multitude of ways you could do it. Uh, you can't do two and a pink, one and a stink, but, well, maybe you could. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, that's getting a little out there, but, you know, hey. But anyways, um, you I don't know if you know what that is, Brent, and if you don't, then don't look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, you're not a minor, but but still, I don't want to contribute to uh, to, to that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> but no, the the figure itself is fantastic, and I was actually uh, 
uh, pretty lucky in that I had sent a link to um, Halo Waypoint, and they actually just yesterday uh, posted up uh, uh, an article on Halo Waypoint with a link to the blog of that, and it was nice. I got uh, roughly about 600 hits off of just that alone yesterday, and already got about another 450 hits off of that today. So that was pretty cool. You know, I'm, I'm not in this for the hits. So you guys know that, you know, I, I produce a blog uh, as a means for me to express my opinion. But, you know, it's still nice to uh, to get those things from time to time, you know. Um, yeah, it just, it's kind of funny, though, that, you know, they gave me that little bit of recognition. And then later in the day, I kind of uh, had a bit of a... Uh, a uh, rant, rant. Yeah, rant, uh, banter, whatever you want to call it, uh, that uh, wasn't uh, very kind on 343, but, you know, it was with merit. <clears throat> Excuse me, with merit. Uh, let's see, that's my voice cracking because of the allergies and all that, but we'll get to the rants later. <laughs> um, Fair enough. But, uh, so, Brent, are you, uh, you going to get any of the other figures? I know your dad said uh, he wanted to get a Didact because... He's big into making customs, and he wanted to make a custom Mega Bloks didact, but wanted the uh, the McFarland one, so he had a 3D uh, uh, representation to go by. Oh yeah, we uh, that's actually the main reason we collect McFarland, so we have uh, nice 3D models to base our customs off for Mega Bloks. Yeah, for Mega Bloks. Yeah, he told me a cool story. In fact, uh, just I think it was yesterday or the day before. You remember when we were in your map uh, on Forge there, and then he got on. I wanted to talk to him, and uh, uh, he mentioned to me something to the effect of uh, there were no flood figures out, and he had made uh, a flood, and I can't remember if it was human or elite. I think he said it was human, and. I think- it was it was human, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he told me that uh, he showed it around, I guess, on various websites or whatever, you know, probably Spartan Blocks and Blocks Forums, and I don't know if it was on Mega's Facebook page or not, but he showed it around, and there was such a good response out of that that he's pretty sure that that kind of got Mega thinking about making Flood figures because at that point they really didn't have any intention on making Flood figures. So... If that really is the case, then we definitely need to thank Brent's dad. His name's Paul, by the way. We need to really thank him for getting Mega to make Flood figures, which I think they've done a great job of. So, you know, that's pretty cool there. And uh, hopefully, you know, if your dad hits it out of the park with a custom Didact figure, we can actually get one uh, done by Mega Bloks. I had a, a discussion with um, Sparky. Uh, who at the time was the boy brands manager uh, at Mega Blocks, and that that encompassed uh, Halo. I talked with him about you know, hey, uh, when are we going to get this Didact figure? And at the time, there were no real plans to get that figure into the line. And I was like, you know, if you guys got Promethean Knights coming out, you have to make a Didact. I mean, you know, that just goes without saying. You know, I don't care if you just put them in with a you know with Master Chief and call it you know the, the final showdown or something, but that figure's got to be made. You know, so hopefully your dad will prompt them to make that you know um you know i i can't wait to see it and if it turns out great i might commission them to make one for me (laughs) (laughs) step one to that is to even find a didact i haven't seen any of the mcfarlane other than the three i have right well you know i mentioned to him uh and i don't often plug 
uh, retailers or online retailers uh, on either on my blog or, or in the podcast, just because I don't I don't have a working relationship with with any of those, and you know I'm kind of a little weird about promoting certain stores because I'm just weird about it. But I will say this that on my online ordering when I get the opportunity to do such I buy uh, I buy my toys from bigbadtoystore.com and uh they're good with uh getting figures out to you quickly and the shipping isn't bad specifically if you're going to buy in bulk so in the case of where you guys have 3 of the figures if you were to get all the other figures, including the Didact, the shipping is actually very good. Uh, I don't think they charge tax. I think that's rolled into the price of the figures. That might vary, though, state to state, so you'll have to check that. But um, like I said, they're very good about it. And the one cool feature that they have on their site, they have this thing called Pile of Loot. And what that means is whenever a shipment comes in and you have something that's been on pre-order, now, you'll get charged for it. But if you if you only have a few things, like let's say you only had the Didact figure, but you wanted to wait and and like there were some other things that were coming down maybe within the month, instead of getting just that one figure and paying a bit of shipping, if you don't mind waiting, your your pile of loot essentially what it does is it holds it in the warehouse for up to three months. So you can accumulate all this stuff and then have it ship it all at once, where it'll save you a ton in shipping. So I've, I haven't had quite gone to the three month, I think, but I've had them hold it for like a month uh, until something else is coming in. So for those of you that actually have patience and can wait for things, that's a good opportunity. <laughs> and, um, yeah, definitely, definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I have really started to grow out of the feeling that I had to have everything right now because, uh, you know, I do get, I am lucky enough at times I'm able to get stuff, you know, when it first comes out. Uh, but it's okay. I'm not worried about it if I don't get it right away. I don't have to be one of these guys that has to absolutely be first to get it. Uh, because just because you're first to get it and then you post a review doesn't necessarily mean it's the best review. Uh, I kind of pride myself on the reviews that I do for my for for the toys for Halo. Uh, I take my time with it. You know, I take plenty of pictures. I do you know I clean up those pictures, crop them. I add a lot of text, and I, there's a lot of stuff I do. So uh, you know, if I don't get it right away, it's okay. I know what I'm going to produce later will still be quality and it'll be worth people reading it again, even if they've seen somebody else's review elsewhere. Okay. There you go. Uh, next thing then. Uh, enough on the toy reviews. The next part is uh, I, uh, I was lucky enough to have my first gig as a commentator for a Halo tournament. Uh, there was a, a tournament held here in Pittsburgh on Sunday, uh, and it was held at the same place that I had my land last month. The place is called Game on Party Planners, LLC. And uh, one of the guys that is his, one of his regulars decided to have a Halo 3 tournament. Halo 3, not 4, but 3. And uh, so the invites went out to try and get as many people as they could to come to it. Um, they needed a commentator, and I think it was only within two or three days of the event, and they didn't have anybody. So the guy tweeted out, I'm talking about the owner of the place, tweeted out, would anybody commentate? I had already planned on going there to report on the event for the blog. So I just threw it out there, you know, hey, I'm available, you know, if you if you still need somebody. And they readily accepted. So uh, that was pretty cool. It was my first opportunity to actually um, 
do uh, uh, you know commentating. Uh, I had a, a lot of fun with it. Uh, I wish I'd have had another person there because just like with a podcast here, yeah, I can talk a bit, but from time to time, it's always nice to have somebody else to banter with. See that long pause right there? That went, I wanted you to banter. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, it was fun. The, uh, the free for all tournament that happened there ended on quite a high note. Um, the guy that I was commentating on, unfortunately, the whole the whole day, I had to commentate on the same person. It wasn't set up so that I could switch between gamers, which would have made it much more exciting. But, you know, you work with the, whatever the limitations that you have, you know. So, anyways, I was commentating on the kid, and he had been in second place pretty much the whole of the free-for-all tournament. Uh, we, there was only one game. It was winner-take-all. So, it came down within the last 10 seconds. He was down by three kills. The guy that was in first got killed. He got, a, and then, so the guy that was in second got one kill. He was down by two. The guy that was the in first place, he was still waiting to respawn. Within the last two seconds, he did respawn. However, the guy that was in second place, the one that I was commentating on, picked up one guy to make it, make him tied with the leader. And then quite literally within the very last second, I'm talking, it already went off from one and was already showing zero. He picked off his last kill to go ahead by one. It was great. In fact, let me see. I might just have, I might have this. If not, apologies. We can recreate it. Say what? Just while you take it. Just while you're checking that, um, just some looking at our, my online store that I go to my my stuff. That new Halo Four Reason statue is four hundred and twenty bucks Australian. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. I'm definitely going to talk about that. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty Complete. crazy. Completely off on a tangent. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> now we'll we'll get to that. That's another topic here in just a moment. Okay, I think I have this queued up. This is. The last few seconds, maybe? Let me see here. Triple kill! Triple kill! Oh, no, it's a little bit later than that. Sorry. Okay, listen to this. He's one point, one point away here. Ten seconds left in the match. Sargoth needs to get a quick kill here just to tie it. See if he can get the... Edomite runs away. He gets a kill on Edomite. They're tied now. Phenom gets a double kill for the win at the end, at the last second. So that was the last few seconds of that uh, free-for-all match. You can see I was uh, pretty excited about that myself. And uh, that was a, uh, a cool way to, uh, to end the free-for-all match. Uh, the, uh, the 2v2s and 4v4s weren't quite as exciting, but, uh, still it was nice to, uh, to get into it like that. And, uh, I was pretty happy, uh, um, that I had the chance to commentate. I got some pretty nice, uh, comments after that. So, uh, uh, I've been invited back next month for another tournament. So that won't be the last time I'll be commentating. Hopefully I'll have a guest with me next time as well. Awesome. Did you guys have a chance to, uh, to listen to that? When I did the live uh, commentating? No, I wish I did, man. I've, I've been flat out just with uh, other stuff going on at the moment. Sure. But no, when I get a chance, I definitely will check it out. Well, the next time uh, there's a gig here uh, next month, I will uh, be sure to 
post the link up uh, when it's going to be so uh, and the Twitch channel as well so all of you out there uh, can have an opportunity uh, to listen to this and uh, you know g- g- give me a shout out let me know if uh, you know you liked uh, how I did or not you know it's okay if you didn't think I did well uh, you know that's fine uh, you know I'll just remove you from the blog you know no no I won't do that <laughs> I won't do that but um, no it's uh, it's cool you know because I am new at this so it's cool if uh, you know if I make mistakes I'd rather get some good good critique on it to let me know what I could do to improve I was lucky that um Oh, it's about an hour and a half before the uh, the land started. Uh, those of you that know uh, Ghost Yami, he's a uh, uh, a former pro, retired pro now. Uh, he um, he called me up. Uh, I had asked him via Twitter if he could give me a ring to give me some pointers, and he called me up. And for about twenty minutes, we talked. Then and uh, he gave me a couple of good uh, quick pointers. One of which I definitely used in the. Uh, in the uh, commentating the other one i had already planned on doing anyway so one was definitely very uh uh very new and fresh and something that uh, i was able to add in so but that was cool to be able to to get that call from him now uh or then rather so uh yeah that was cool all right uh the next thing here this is something actually for the blog uh is that this saturday at 4 p.m eastern time that's eastern united states I'll be doing a call-out session, and uh, what that's going to entail, obviously, I can have up to 16 people. I'm already one, so I can take 15 other people, uh, and we'll, what we'll do is we'll go into custom games, no killing. It's strictly, there won't be, there's no time limit. I'll probably put everybody on invulnerable, so in case anybody decides to jerk out and try and kill somebody, um, you know, that it won't happen. But the point is we're going to go into various maps, walk around the maps. Uh, I'll tell you what the callouts are and why they're called that uh, in most respects. Uh, for the most part, uh, now there are Halo Fan for Life callouts, but for the most part, probably 95% of them uh, are the same thing that the community uses. So it's not like I'm using anything different, really. There might be one or two little things, and I'll let you know that that's something that is more specific to Halo Fan for Life. Otherwise, the call-outs that I'll go over are what the community in general uses. Uh, there is an order of maps that we'll be going over, and that's in the blog post. So, you know, if you go to the site, you can look up uh, call-outs, and you'll find that blog post. I just posted it uh, within a, a day or two ago. So, uh, in fact, I think it was just yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday. So it'll be easy to find. It was uh, posted on uh, October 8th. Um, but we're going to start off with uh, various uh, maps that came out with the game when uh, when it first came out so that you don't have to worry about DLC. So those maps are Haven, Adrift, Complex, Exile, Ragnarok, Vortex, and Meltdown. I don't plan on getting to all of these. It's a two-hour call-out uh, session. So, you know, however many we get through, that's fine. We'll save them for the next time, which I'm going to try and do this once a week. Uh, unfortunately, part of the reason why I wanted to do this was that uh, our guest here, Brent, I wanted to uh, get into callouts, and he can't make it, but that's okay. Uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Friday. So uh, uh, you know, Brent, if you've got some time, man, I'll take you into some of these maps and and show you what those callouts are. Uh, you have a little bit one on one time with Sal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, that it's something that I've done. Uh, I did that back in Halo 3. I did it for Halo Reach. So I'm kind of, that's one of the things that 
I'm a little bit known for anyways, so, uh, you know, it's, that's fine. I don't mind getting back into it. It's kind of fun to do that. And I always like teaching, so, you know, that's, not, that's all good. All right, so the next thing, and this is something that uh, Martin just alluded to, is that the uh, Halo 4 Master Chief Resin statue is coming soon. Finally, uh, McFarlane released some information about the release of this. Now, what they said was that it's coming in December. We don't have an actual date yet. But we know it's coming in December, so get your wallets ready, because yeah, that some bitch is expensive. Uh, for the U.S., oh, yeah. it's for the U.S. it's two hundred ninety-five dollars. Now, to give a comparison, the Hunter versus sorry, the Chief versus Hunter statue that came out last year was two hundred fifty dollars. So this is $45 more. Now, there's part of a reason why it's a little bit more, because it's roughly about the same size. The reason why it's a little bit more is that there are interchangeable weapons. So uh, the default one, if you want to call it that, is an assault rifle. But there is also an energy sword as well as a bolt shot. So, uh, you know, you've got all factions then being uh, realized there. You know, you've got the UNSC with the assault rifle, the Covenant with the energy sword, and then the Prometheans slash Forerunners with the bolt shot. So you can position them, you know, or, or uh, show them however you want. I, if I was lucky enough to get this, which I know I won't be able to afford to, but if I was able to get this, I think it would always be with the AR because that's how it's shown on the cover art. And I think to show them any other way would kind of be sacrilege <laughs> i mean you don't want to uh, attach your favorite weapon to them <sighs> okay so you're gonna get booted off this podcast no <laughs> <laughs> oh man that bolt shot there is no way in hell i'm gonna have him shown with them i might have the hand like down then because there, there's a bunch of junk like down at the bottom where he's kneeling down so maybe i'll have it shown there and just kind of cover up the hand so it looks like it's a bolt shot just lying there but Oh, God, I just hate that weapon with a passion. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it, it just goes to show the, how bad it is if you're trying to buy Halo products outside of the U.S. Because, I mean, the Australian dollar is better than the American dollar. And I've wow. got to pay an extra 120 I've got to pay $120 more for that product. Wait, you said it was how much? For- 420 bucks. Jesus, dude. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I got to tell you, though, uh, it's still going to be worth it because the Hunter, the Chief versus Hunter statue, that was only a 500 run uh, with this is going to be a thousand run. But uh, the value of the Chief versus Hunter statue, if you're lucky to even see it on eBay, for instance, it, it immediately shoots up to 750, like, bam, right away. And they sell for that, if not more. So this one. Mind you, even though it's double the amount, you know, being a, a thousand produced, it's still going to be one of those things that shoots up in value because it's like the iconic pose for Chief for Halo 4 because it's the cover art, you know. Um, so even though that I, seems expensive I, and, yeah, you got to pay more, it's going to be worth it for, for you in the long run. I guess in that sense, because it's an, an Australian store where, where it is, they must have been pretty early into getting one of those 1,000 to actually getting it, so... Do they actually have it? Uh, apparently, yes. Yeah, it's available now, so... Wow. You're going to buy it? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, if if I if I came into some money, maybe. But well, wait a minute now. Did, <clears throat> didn't you just get a uh, promotion there, Mister? <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Oh, that much of a promotion, damn. Yeah, yeah. Your, your wife's like, yeah, that promotion, that extra money, that's going to my pocket. Yeah, I need some shoes. Exactly. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm exactly. joking. <laughs> but, uh, exactly. yeah, actually, uh, our our friend, uh, all three of our mutual friend, Penn's Halo, he plans on getting that. In fact, I joked about it in the last po- podcast that uh, when he gets it, I'm going to go over to his house and steal it. But actually, no, I'll just go over to his house and uh, and take a bunch of pictures and review it, you know, uh, and that'll be pretty cool to see. Uh, I'd, I'd, I, now, that's not to say I won't be able to get it. Um, luckily enough, this is kind of going just a little off, off here. Luckily enough, I uh, was called by uh, someone today about having a job interview on Friday. Now, some of you know that I've been unemployed for a while, so... Uh, this is a good opportunity here. I hope I can get the job. And if so, uh, I might just be lucky enough to have enough money by December to get the statue. And I hope so, because it's a really badass-looking statue, and it's something I'd want. Man, so, we're cross, crossing our fingers for you. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the statue aside, I really want this job. You know, I, I, I need the job. You know, it, money is tight. Yes, I get Halo toys, but that's not enough to break us. The point is, is you know, we need money to pay bills and such, you know. But, uh, which they are, but not much else after that. But anyways, enough of that, enough of that. Uh, the, uh, the last item up for the week in Halo, then, is that Halo Initiation 3, that's the... Uh, the last in the series by Dark Horse uh, is out now. In fact, I did get uh, a copy of that today, and I posted it up on the blog, uh, read it over, and uh, it's good. The thing is, is I really wish they would have stretched that series out longer. With the story that they had, they could have easily made it a six-issue story arc instead of it being three. But... Um, I think the whole point of why they made it three was, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, it's a tie-in to Spartan Assault, which has already been out. So to stretch this out for three more months might not have been feasible to them. Also, and unfortunately, but this is the reality, uh, it's got a female main character in Sarah Palmer. And we already in the comic book community, female characters as leads are not that popular, not certainly as men. And again, this is not me being sexist. This is reality of the comic book world, okay? On top of that, Palmer is not really a very well-liked character in Halo as it is. So they probably did go the right direction with only giving us three comic books. But again, personally, for me, I would have still liked to have seen this turn into a six six, uh, comic book series. But the good news is, I believe it's either next month or in December... We're getting another Halo miniseries comic book by Dark Horse called Escalation. And in that one, uh, I, uh, I, and when I posted about this, that is where the Infinity uh, goes to... Uh, it, it, it's bringing the Arbiter with them. The Arbiter is going to uh, meet up with a Brute Chieftain. And, uh, and he uses the infinity, uh, just kind of as a, I think it's like a mediation kind of a thing. Um, instead of just a, uh, you know, like a, a vessel to travel on. But, um, 
that's going to be pretty cool that we'll finally get Brutes back into uh, Halo again. I miss them being in the, in the games, and I wish they would have been in Halo 4 in some way or another. But um, So that'll be cool. That'll be something to look forward to. But in the meantime, like I said, Halo 3, uh, Halo Initiation uh, number 3 is out there, so go on and get it. Get it. Uh, each one comes with a code for the digital version of the comic book as well, so you'll always have that, providing they don't take it down uh, offline. Uh, so, you know, if something happens to your hard copy version, at least you have the digital version as well. You guys, uh, have you collected the uh, uh, that series? Initiation? No. No? I want to. No? I want to. Well, you know, it, it. the last one has just come out, so you still may be lucky enough to find issues one and two out there somewhere. Uh, you know, I don't know that they'd be too hard to find. I don't know what their production numbers were, though, so, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, your mileage may vary kind of thing where, you know, if you're looking to get it, it might take a little work. It might not. So, you know. Just uh, check that out. And let me say this. When you're looking to get it, please buy from your local comic book stores because they need your money more than some big-ass Internet company that, you know, yes, they can supply it to you, but, yeah, you got to pay shipping and all that. And also, doing that, unless that big-ass Internet company is based where you are at, it's not helping your local economy as opposed to going down to your local comic book shop and buying a copy right there. Besides, you're going to get that great customer service right there, and they're going to appreciate it more. So that's just a little plug for all the local comic book stores out there in the world. Nice. Okay. Well, now, unless you guys have anything else to say, we're going to kind of get into my rants for the week. You Did Didn't you have something, weekend? Mark? Martin, you had something about AGL, right? I did. Uh, our good buddy Zach brought something up on Twitter that I read this morning, uh, or that, this evening for you guys. Um, and that's um, apparently AGL 10 is going to be Halo Reach formatted, not Halo 4. I thought that was really interesting. I, I think the uh, the fact that they're already going back to a previous title, especially when 343 have done a bit of promoting of AGL on their site, um, was kind of a, a really damning bit of news for the competitive community, who I think will be happy the fact that it's Halo Reach, but at the same time, it just goes to show at what level the general consensus on Halo is that this stage in this life cycle. Yeah, 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 and and that kind of ties into uh, some rants that I have as well. You know that uh, um, I won't go into the full details of it because, I, like I say, I want to save it for another podcast. But essentially, uh, you know, a lot of us are kind of getting fed up with uh, you know all the things that have been left out in Halo Four the things that could be implemented, the things that have, found, have been found by modders that like take little for them to do. So if a modder can do it, why can't he, why can't three, four, three do it? You know, um, actually on that, on that point too, you, you gave me a bit of interesting news regarding the, the modder who found the code, uh, for theater three, hour four about something about him getting banned. Was that correct? Yes. Yeah, it wasn't just that it wasn't just that he got banned. Uh, you know, it wasn't just his gamer tag. His whole console got banned. So he can't play online 
and I don't think it's just for Halo. I think it's for any game. So that that console is essentially dead for online gaming, which, you know, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I guess, okay, yes, he broke terms of service. So, yes, he did wrong. However, the one thing he brought to light was the fact that theater does exist and it's already coded for Halo 4. So why don't we have it? Why as fans, and again, here's that word, consumers, the ones that put our money out there for a product that always had it, or I shouldn't say always, but it had it in Halo 3, which came out in 2007. It had it in Halo ODST. It had it in Halo Reach. So why is theater not in Halo 4? You know, now... Haven't three... Three just set a precedent in. If they're going to go with terms of uh, terms of uh, what were the words used? Terms of condition or terms of terms of, use? of service? Terms of service. Terms of service. If they're going to go against that, then they have to ban every single other motto which they which they haven't done. Yeah. See, here, here's the thing. Okay, uh, I didn't really want to go off on all this other tangent because, like I said, I wanted to save it. But uh, regard, you still there, Martin? Yeah, man. Okay, so regarding these other modders, okay, you've got guys out there that made Mini Slayer, okay? Uh, and guess what? A few months later, we got Mini Slayer in Halo 4. You've got guys that have found um, Assault, and you've got, let's see, other ones have found Stockpile and Headhunter, and uh, and Race. Race, is, Race was found, and guess what? We're... We're getting race now in Halo 4. So I'm, I'm wondering, and I mentioned this, I think, on the last podcast, that uh, is it modders or is it 343 that's kind of being coy about this and either they're doing it or they're giving the opportunity to modders to put these games out there to kind of test the waters to see is this what the community wants. And then, lo and behold, here comes this other modder who probably wasn't in on this. And again, I'm, this is conjecture, so this isn't based on fact. This is just my own guessing. But here comes this other guy, and he finds theater that it's already coded. Now, Halo Waypoint in the past, whoever the representative is, I can't recall, but they've essentially said they didn't want theater, at least for the campaign, because it was going to ruin the illusion of what you were seeing. Okay, I have to call bullshit on that because most people, the overwhelming majority of people that go into theater for campaign could give a shit about uh, the illusion being ruined. They go in there to capture video of something cool that happened. They go in there maybe to get a screenshot, whether it's of the beautiful vistas or, you know, or a character. And that's what they go to do. Now, there are some of us, and, and I've done this. I've done this on Halo 3 and Reach and all the other ones that we deliberately try and find a way that we can break outside the map so that we can see how these things were built. It's That's nothing bad. You know, for us, it's a way to kind of, you know, it's, it gives us more to enjoy about the game. We get to see how you guys built the game. It's That's not a bad thing, and I don't understand why 343 thinks that that is a bad thing. You know, the only thing that I can say about that, and again, this is something I really didn't want to get into, but it's okay is that they did take a bit of shortcuts. And from what I understand, uh, you know, it was more shortcuts than what Bungie would take when creating maps. Um, 
I was on a podcast with Podtacular, uh, I believe it was last week, and we were talking about the graphics between Halo 4 and previous games, and myself and Duststorm agreed that we thought Halo 4 was better, and the other guy that was on the podcast uh, refuted that and was like, oh, no, you guys got to take a look at it. And since then, I went in and I looked, not in theater, not in uh, campaign, but in multiplayer, and I looked at the texture maps on the different things, and sure enough, they actually are low res. Now, you don't have to get too far away from, from them for them to kind of blur out, and then they look nice and clean and crisp. So I don't really have an issue with that. And that's something that I think 343 kind of needs to get over themselves about. Don't worry about it. Give us theater. It's already there. So just give it to us. Give that little extra that allows those of us that want to go in, whether we want to just putz around, you know, and just fly around as, you know, as a, as a monitor and watch ourselves play the game and maybe, you know, we want to take screenshots or, or, uh, or whatever else, you know, I just don't understand it. It really is beyond me why they're not giving this, this to us. Now, on that note, um, one of my good friends, uh, Addicted Chaos, uh, mentioned on uh, Twitter via her uh, account about how Halo 4 Prometheans uh, are in a Halo file share, uh, a Halo 4 file share on Waypoint. And that's when I mentioned about the guy getting banned and there was this whole Xbox. And then Waypoint, because Waypoint was included in the tweet, Waypoint, and usually that means BS Angel, but sometimes it's Bravo. It doesn't matter who it is to me, it's Waypoint, okay? They said modding is, and this is a very, very corporate answer, okay? Modding is prohibited over Xbox Live. You can read their terms of service here, and then they give a link. Okay, fine. I said, right after that, I said, believe me, we totally get that. We just want to be able to go into theater for campaign clips and screens. Tech is already there. Why won't you give us theater? Straight question, straight answer, please. It will bring back fans slash consumers. There's that word again. Okay, so this is what Waypoint replied back, and I took a screenshot of it, so even if they delete that son of a bitch, I got it, okay? But what they said was, unfortunately, we do not have the resources or bandwidth to tackle everything as much as we'd like to. Okay, so I replied... But you are part of Microsoft. With respect, I find that answer unacceptable. Halo is slash was Microsoft slash Xbox flagship title. More must be done if it is to be that again. Player population says otherwise. Can't wait for Halo 5. I want Halo to succeed. Uh, and then it goes on. A couple other people chime in as well. Uh, the last thing that I, well, one of the last things I say about this is Microsoft needs to make that happen. It's been 11 months since launch, launch of the game. No reason this couldn't have happened by now. And, and that really is truthful, okay? However you want to read it, if you think I'm being a, a jerk about it or whatever, the point is the code is in the game. The population of Halo 4 is dreadful. It, it recently just dropped to 11th place as, you know, most played game. And it's quickly catching up to Reach. Reach is at 19. So for it to be that close, not even a year after it's been released, there's some problems there. Somebody's not making some good decisions. So will theater bring a ton of people back? Maybe not. It'll bring some people back, and it certainly will help retain others that might think about going to another game. So it's something that I don't know if it's an easy flick of a switch kind of a thing. But I got to tell you, if a modder can find it, 
then it can't be that god-awful hard to do. As far as saying we don't have the bandwidth, what I have to think what they mean by bandwidth there is that uh, whenever you go to uh, Halo Waypoint, you know, you can download your screenshots. Uh, you you can't download clips from there, so, you know, that really, that it has no bearing, okay? If you're saying it's the bandwidth within the game, uh, you know, well, you got to do something about that then. You know, there's 15,000 servers out there, and is it really all that difficult? I mean, you've already got theater for multiplayer, so how much harder would it be to really make theater available for campaign? And for that matter, Spartan Ops too, by the way, because, damn it, I want to take some screenshots and clips of the Infinity in Spartan Ops Chapter 7, uh, episodes, or ep- I'm sorry, episode seven, chapters two through five. Okay, yes, I know my Spartan Ops. Okay, but anyways, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so you know, so I really kind of found their their whole reasoning just bullshit. Okay, I'm just going to call it what I think it is. I thought it was bullshit. You know, you're Microsoft. You're the most powerful freaking tech company out there, and three four three is a subsidiary of, or whatever they want to call themselves. They are Microsoft. Okay. So, you know, you know what it'll be? Go it'll ahead. Be the fact that they keep talking about their resource limits. That's because they've got all their resources working on other shit. That's <laughs> it. You're right, brother. You are right, man. They're working on other but shit. Halo 5, they couldn't care less. Yeah. Yeah. And, and see, and that's, that's exactly what it tells me. You don't have the resources, but yet you've told us in the past that, Oh, we're going to be here to support, you know, uh, Halo 4, you know, until Xbox 360 goes away. What the hell are you supporting, man? Give us theater. Give us all these other game types. Put back in. Oh, see here. I'm about to go ranting off. But give us team objective instead of doing this dumbass rotational playlist. Okay. Here, before I go too much off on a tangent, let me get right into that because that is one of the rants that I have for the week. And the rant is, the title was, Regarding the Rotational Playlist and Possible Solutions Instead. Okay, so uh, let me just, I'm just going to read this. I made the following reply on Waypoint's forums in response to another person lamenting about Dominion being gone uh, or put into the rotational playlist. I felt it needed to be shared here on the blog as well. So I say, I feel your pain. I had to bust my arse to finish this, meaning Dominion, before it was removed. I'm trying to do the same thing in King of the Hill before it goes away uh, from the rotational playlist. I honestly do not get why 343 has made some of the changes to the playlist that they have made. No way playlists that have commendations attached to them should be removed from matchmaking. If anything, move Dominion, which was one of them, into BTB, that's Big Team Battle, and make it an 8v8 game type now. It needs to stay in permanent rotation, not temporary. Same can be said for King of the Hill, Oddball, and Regicide. Those should be incorporated into a team objective playlist, which, by the way, currently doesn't exist, which is bullshit because that's another playlist that has been in Halo for how freaking long, okay? So why is it not in Halo 4? It's just, I'm so dumbfounded that the most basic of, uh, the most basic of playlists are not in Halo 4, okay? Somebody that's making those decisions, you know what? You're not doing it right. You're doing a piss-poor job. Okay, let me get back to this article here as I wrote it. Um, Okay, 
This will consolidate those playlists, but keep them all active. Why Objective went to 6v6, then completely went away, is beyond me. 343 made a good game in Halo 4, but not great. And with this total mismanagement of playlists, they are only wrecking the game's population even further. Take Team Slayer, for instance. It used to have a population of about 50% of whatever BTB was running. It stayed like that for the longest time. Then all of a sudden, when 343 made the Majestic Map Pack mandatory for that playlist, it dropped to 10% of BTB and it stayed there. And by the way, folks, you don't have to believe me. There are threads on Halo Waypoint that clearly show you the stats of the population for Halo 4, okay? And it you can see Team Slayer just plummeted, you know. If it lost 80% of its of its uh, um, population when Majestic was made mandatory, that's telling you there's something wrong, okay? Now, let me continue on because this is, this covers that. Why is it so hard for 343 to see this? They need to eject Majestic from being mandatory in Team Slayer and make, make an all-DLC playlist instead. Doing that would bring more back to regular Team Slayer. That's those people that can't play it now because they don't have Majestic and they don't want to buy it. And I'm sorry, but trying to force people to buy DLC uh, in a game that a lot of people feel is either broken or they know that they're going to have a hell of a time trying to play those maps that they paid for, they don't want to do that. So they, don't, they just don't buy them to begin with. Okay, so that's why you need to have Team Slayer that doesn't have DLC. Anyways, all right. Make an all-DLC an all playlist. Doing that would bring more back into regular Team Slayer, as well as give a playlist to those who did buy the DLC. Also in doing this, those people still chasing achievements in DLC maps will have that chance, instead of a rare opportunity uh, of it happening in matchmaking. And i got to tell you, it's rare. You know, you're lucky nowadays if you get... Uh, certain map packs, uh, you know, maps coming up in matchmaking. Uh, there was uh, an instance about a week and a half ago. Uh, there was myself and three others. I had actually, it's kind of a, a little bit of a funny story. I had mentioned Addicted Chaos, my friend earlier in the uh, podcast. Um, I had invited, invited her group in to play with us. They had four, we had four. We could have ran as big team. Uh, she messaged back that they just wanted to play uh, a lower, you know, a lower, uh, uh, pop or not a lower populated, but a smaller team game type. So they, they were going into Team Slayer. So that's what we ended up having to go into. Lo and behold, we got matched against them, which was kind of ironic, but it really kind of isn't because given the population count is very low now, kind of. Really, almost should have expected. But anyways, I messaged, I messaged her and I said, look, I need this one achievement. Okay, can you help me out with it? And yes, folks, that one I boosted. And what was it? It was the one where you had to assassinate somebody on a castle map pack that's using the hard light shield. That was one, okay? And don't be all aghast because I know a bunch of y'all do that too. So don't even try, don't even try to tell me that you did wrong. Oh, you boosted an achievement. Just about everybody out there has done one from a time from time to time. Okay, and and what's that? The guilty is charged. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you guys, you know, but 
you know, the, the point is, is, you know, what the hell? That was the last one I needed so that I could have 100% of all the Halo 4 commendations to date. And unless another map pack comes out, <laughs> unlikely, excuse me, I had to cough yeah. there a moment. Sorry about that. Anyways, um, but, you know, that was the last one I needed. So I asked her, hey, would you mind helping me out? And she did, you know, but uh, and then it was funny after that. Uh, since we ended up getting matched with against them randomly in 4v4, they went ahead and joined us and we went into uh, uh, an 8v8 game then instead as a whole team. So that was kind of fun. But anyways, the point being, though, is that having a, an all-DLC playlist by itself will give all those other players out there who bought DLC a chance to play on the maps that they paid for. And that's what we want. Don't make it mandatory in these base game types or playlists that are have been there from the beginning because, as we've seen and as is fact, it, it, it takes a huge hit on the player population of whatever that specific playlist is. In this particular case, it was Team Slayer. Okay. Now to, let me to, to be Go ahead, go ahead. To be honest to be honest, man, like to me it just screams like that. They know what's happening with Halo Four. They see it going downhill. So someone behind the scenes is going, Man, how are we gonna get more money from this title that no one's playing anymore? I know. It's make the last remaining bit of populace have to go out, buy the buy the map packs or go and buy the game of the year edition to squeeze the last bit of money we're going to be able to make out of this game. That's I mean, bullshit. I, don't, I, don't, I, I agree with you. you I, mean, I agree with you. That's probably what they're doing, but that's, that's a bullshit move. Go ahead. But you can see it. You can, you can, you can see the, the decision-making going on behind the scenes, and they know that they're not going to be able to resurrect it. So let's just squeeze as much as we can while we can, while the iron's off, before Xbox One launches. Let's get that last bit of cash. Yeah. And then we'll leave it at that. We're not going to put any more funds or time or resources, as as Angel says. We're not going to put any more resources into something that's almost dead. Yeah. And we're going to try and redirect ourselves to the next title. You know. You it's know what's sad about that? It's sad about that is that's probably pretty freaking close to reality. Because if it's not what's really going on, that's certainly what it appears to be. And three four three needs to address that because if that's not the reality of what's going on then they need to say, no, that's not what's going on. This is what's really going on. Because them being quiet about it just, again, gives us that air of suspicion. And it just, for all intents and purposes, makes it look like that's what's actually going on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. Now, that, that's all I wanted to say on that point. I, I keep sounding negative regarding 343. Yeah. But as we said before, they have to give us something that we can be optimistic about to actually put some faith back in them again. And right. until we get that, they're only just letting us speculate as to what they're doing and what's happening next. And this is face it, I, I really cannot see them pouring any more resources or money or finances or promotions into a title that's population is down to, I think, as you said, just minuscule numbers. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad on a daily basis. Like I say, for them to drop down to the 11th spot, not even a year after release, that's pretty bad. In fact, I don't have the hard numbers for that, but I would guess that that is the quickest decline of any Halo game to date. You know, oh, now, now I that's know, true. I know people are going to argue with that and say, well, that's because. The previous Halo games didn't have other big-name titles to go up against. And you know what? Yes, to a point on that, you're right. However, 
that still doesn't give, it still shouldn't allow 343 to have the excuse, you know, or, or to use that. They needed to put out a great game. Now, I'll say this. I've said it before. I think Halo 4 is a good game. Had it have come out 10 years ago or, you know, 2004 when, uh, when was it with the, the, the 360 came out? I can't remember. Was it 2005, right? I think yeah. it was 2005. Okay. So let's say Halo 4 came out when 2005 came out. It would have blown the shit out of anything else that was out there. But it's not 2005. It's 2013. Okay. And there's been a lot of stuff that has happened between then and now. And they needed to knock this game out of the park. It's a good game. I keep saying that. And I'll always say that. It's definitely a good game. And it's playable. And I have fun in it. But it's not a great game. And I, as a consumer, not just as a fan, but I, as a consumer, expect and demand more. And I don't mean the next game, whether it's Halo 5 or Halo for Xbox One, whatever the hell they want to call it. I don't mean that game. Because that game, for all intents and purposes that we know, is another year away or longer. I don't want to have to wait until then. Because if we have to wait until then, you know what's going to happen? Halo 4 is going to die even further. Why? Because we've got Call of Duty Ghosts coming out. We've got... We've got Xbox One coming out. We've got PS4 coming out. Titanfall will come out. And the big one, Destiny. Destiny will blow the shit out of Halo, okay? I'm sorry, but it's going to. Why? Well, let's see. It's done by Bungie. What did Bungie do that was popular? I'm not sure. What what was what did they do that was popular, guys? Oh! Oh, <laughs> what was it? Wait, wait. It's on the tip of my tongue. What was it? Uh, no, man, you got to tell us. It was Halo! They made Halo. 343 didn't make Halo. Bungie made Halo, okay? So, you know, so Bungie's a trusted company. You know, people know what they're capable of. And as we've talked about before, Destiny is going to come out, you know, multi-plat, multi-generational. That game, I, I'm, I'm going to call it right now, they're going to beat G- GTA V's record for... Uh, for first day and three day sales, they'll probably hit a billion on their first day. I'm going to call it right call, now. Man. What's that? It's a big, but I, it's a big call. But I suppose the fact that it's multi generation and multi platform, they've got a chance to. They've got a hell of a chance to do it. And again, it's Bungie. We're talking about a very storied, a very you know well known, very loved French uh, uh, developer. You know, and. Um, you know, from everything that we've seen of Destiny, it looks like one hell of a game, you know. So, 343, yes, they have an uphill battle. But the thing is, is right now, it doesn't even look like they're trying to fight, you know. And that is not a good thing to show your fans, you know. It feels like they've given up on Halo 4. And if you're going to do that with at least, at least another year before the next Halo game comes out, that just is doom and gloom. I'm sorry. That just will not cut it. It's not enough to say, yes, we know we screwed up in Halo 4. We'll do better the next game. No, you've got all the potential and opportunity to to support this game and make it better now. I'm talking about Halo 4 now instead of waiting till then. You say you don't have many resources, but how much do you really need? And can't you hire a few more people? I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe I don't know all the scenes behind, you know, behind the scenes, but... Come on, again, I'm going to point it out. 
A modder found freaking theater. A modder found race. They found assault, stockpile, headhunter, uh, and what was the other one that, uh, that, that, oh, mini slayer. These guys all found this stuff. And if it can be found by a modder, you guys know the coding's there. You could easily implement this. Certainly easier than a modder can. Make these available to us, and you might just find this, you know, people coming back. Um, I've said it before. By them not having theater, they alienated a lot of people that wanted to do, well, theater for campaign, that is. They alienated people that wanted to do machinima for that, as well as just a ton of people that would have just liked to have taken screenshots or whatever. I'll be honest, when I first popped the game in, I was like, oh, this will be great to get a screenshot of this, that, and the other, because I always play the campaign front to back when I start, when I, you know, when I get a new uh, Halo game. And when I found that you couldn't do it, I was like, are you kidding me? Am I, am I not finding it in this, in this user interface? Is there something I'm missing? Which, let's not talk about the user interface, which I think is pretty bland. But anyways, um, you know, they, they, you know they, so they didn't have theater. So they ruined a portion of the Halo community there. You can't play as elites. There's another part of the community that's uh, that's gone away. You couldn't play race. That was another fairly big portion uh, of the community, or, or at least a good percentage, a nice percentage of people, that they couldn't really play the part of Halo that they wanted to play. The thing is, is individually you say, well, that, that's not that much. But when you start adding up all of these different communities that were viable, they were active, you know, and they really, you know, they were a part of the Halo community. You know, race was huge in Reach, and people loved playing elites as, you know, in uh, in Reach as well. Whether that was uh, as, uh, you know, when you were playing Invasion, you know, you could play elites in Halo Three. I'm sorry, but when you take all that away, you know, and you say, well, it's because we don't have the resources or the bandwidth. Man, uh, it's that's just bullshit. You're Microsoft. Again. Go ahead. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. Sort of the. Um, I, I just can't see them. With the their company based now, didn't they say at, at, at kind of a um, an update? Go to like five hundred staff or four hundred staff members. If they've got two projects every now, plus the Halo TV show, of course they're going to be stretched for resources. Well, you know That's what? The, the, the Halo TV show, though, that's not their gig, man. You know, I mean, they have consulting on that, but that's that's Steven Spielberg, and you know he's got a damn fine uh, production company. You know, he doesn't need any help; he just needs some consulting. You know, and how many people is that going to take? I tell you what, fucking hire me, Steven Spielberg. I'll give you all the consulting you want, man. You don't need to worry about three four three. I can tell you everything you need to know about Halo. Well, maybe not everything, but plenty enough that'll get you a damn good TV show. You know, but anyways, yeah, the, you know what I'm trying to say here is that the, that can't possibly pull that much from it. You know, Spartan Assault is done, so whatever they may consider, you know, releasing after that, you know, um, you know, so really that really isn't a big problem. Um, and by the way, regarding like Halo 4 and its DLC and all that. Certain Affinity did all their friggin' maps for them. So what the hell are they really doing for Halo 4? You know? So yeah. so now you're saying, okay, you guys you guys say you're going to support Halo 4, but you're not really showing that. So you're working on Halo 5 now, right? But Certain Affinity's probably doing your multiplayer maps. You yeah, know? yeah. Not to mention, I mean, I'm hoping 
Steve Robbie seemed to finish the, did a great job with what they do. Oh, no, I'm not uh, knocking them at all. I love their stuff. No, I know, I know, I know. What I'm saying is I think that um, you've got to think that the other title that they're working on is Halo 2 Anniversary, which the anniversary is next year. Maybe. Halo 2. Maybe. So, But you know yeah. what? Here, here's the thing. I don't know about you, and, and, and I could be off base here, but I, I like Halo CE Anniversary, but not every freaking Halo title needs to have an anniversary. Now, I know people will say Halo 2 needs to have it because it wasn't a 360 native game. We don't. We won't really need to have Halo 3 uh, anniversary. You know, when will Halo it stop, 3. though? When will it stop, you know? I, so, think, I think Halo, Halo 3, not so much, but I, I think Halo 2 was such, that was like the set standard. Yeah. And the iconic, for me anyway, that Halo 2 brought me into really more than CE ever did. Right. And if they don't, if they, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking more forward to possible Halo 2 anniversary than Halo 5 at the moment. Okay. <laughs> that's just me, and that's sad. No, I, I get you, I get you. Now, here's the thing. If they do make a Halo 2 anniversary, will it be kind of like Halo CE anniversary was, where the multiplayer maps will be playable either in Halo 4 or in the next Halo game? You know, so we, what route are they going to take there? Now, if they're doing Halo 2 Anniversary, it would be nice to see that come out, e- even if it's not exactly a 10-year anniversary, you know, but it would be nice to see them come out with it this year. Go ahead and do it this year. I know it's not 10 years, but have them come out now. Because, again, the next Halo game, the the next one in the chronologically, not Halo 2, or Game of the Year, but the Halo 5, for all intents and purposes, is supposed to come out next year. So we've got between now and then for something else to happen. So if you have Halo 2 Anniversary come out, and but have the multiplayer maps playable in Halo 4, that'll be a nice boost. Because when Halo C Anniversary came out, that did give us a nice little boost, uh, you know, in, uh, in Reach's population. Uh, so that would be something to look forward to. Go ahead. I don't want to say that I, I, I honestly, being Microsoft, who Microsoft are, I think they'll do something as boneheaded. I can honestly see this happening. They'll make an Xbox One title to bring people to Xbox One. Sure. I honestly, for some reason, I just don't, envis- I don't envisage them doing Halo 2 Anniversary for 360. And that would be stupid, but... You can't say that Microsoft wouldn't go and do that to try and push the numbers up. Well, here, you know, and, and you know what? Your thought has merit to it because, okay, let's say that Halo 2 anniversary does come out next year, which would be the 10-year anniversary then. Um, uh, the thing is, is there wouldn't be another Halo game, so they would have to have their multiplayer tied into only Halo 2 anniversary. Wait, hold on a second. I had to sneeze. Hold on. And the feelings pass. I'm probably going to sneeze five seconds from now. But anyways, okay, so, so yeah, you're probably right then. They, they could have a Halo 2 anniversary come out for the Xbox One to get people to, you know, buy into the Xbox if they haven't bought it before. And what that also would allow them to do then is to allow them to get back on to the three-year cycle of a new Halo game. Because... You know, uh, Halo 4 came out last year, 2012. So, you know, then maybe you have Halo uh, uh, Halo 2 Anniversary come out in 2000, 
2014, and then 2015, which would be three years after Halo 4, you would have Halo 5 come out, or again, whatever the hell they decide they want to call it. That would be a way to get it back on schedule, but to have Halo 2 come out on the Xbox One, that just feels weird to me without it being attached to another title like Halo Anniversary was, Halo CE Anniversary was. Um, I just don't think that it's going to do as well. I know Halo 2 was popular, but... I, you know, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Let me just say this: as it is with like Hollywood, I'm really sick of reboots. I really am. And fine, you did Halo CE, but I really don't want to see a rehash of a game. I know it was a good game, and a lot of people enjoyed it, but I want to see something new and refreshing, but that does keep the core of Halo gameplay. Go ahead. I, I just don't. I just don't believe that Microsoft are going to do anything from November onwards. I don't believe Microsoft are going to do anything to try and promote other people sticking the one console. And I think they would have had that adage and that vision a year ago, up to even two years ago. I think they would have said to developers, when we launch, we're going to be pushing. We're going to be pushing new tech. We're going to be pushing new games. And we're going to be pushing more money because it's good for you as a developer. You're going to be making more money off a new console. I cannot see them devoting any more marketing resources, any more game development time, or even helping developers to to, to advertise it and to make product for 360. And it's Microsoft. They're a money-hungry juggernaut, which bites them in the ass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, man. Mm. Yeah. This is my opinion, and I hope it doesn't happen that way. Because, like yourself, you're not buying an Xbox One on launch. I can't Um, afford to. You know what I mean? And and really, there's no games out there that I want to buy at launch anyways. And I'm hoping there will be a Halo Edition Xbox One. Exactly, well, that's another point as well. But, I mean, there's a lot of people in in that exactly the same boat. A lot of people can't afford, especially in November, this time of year, leading up to Christmas, yeah. can't afford to fork out 500 bucks for an Xbox for One. For one Xbox bucks. One, yeah, oh, because yeah. you do something like that, depending on how many kids you got or whatever, you say, well, kids, all we're getting for Christmas this year is an Xbox One, and you all have to share it. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. That sure as hell ain't happening, you know? Exactly. It's just, it's just hard. I, I, I'm not confident... <laughs> as to 343 would have been getting told by Microsoft, you know, once November launches, I guarantee you they'll probably make an announcement for Halo when Xbox One launches just to get that. Well, yeah, I mean, there is, there is the, uh, you know, there's another comic book coming out. There is the TV show, you know, and, uh, you know, there's all that, there's that stuff. Well, you know what I would like to see happen? Okay. Beyond that, I mean, that, those are two little things that could tie it over, but, this now is the opportunity to finally bring Spartan Assault to Xbox Live. Like I said before, enough with your experimenting there with Spartan Assault and trying to get people to buy into your Windows 8 devices or your up, or upgrading to Windows 8 on your PC. Okay, you've done that. It's been out since, what, July? You need to bring it now to Xbox Live. Go ahead and charge us $15. bucks. i will be more than happy to buy it for $15 
and let me get those achievements and the stances and the armor and all the other stuff too. And that'll be a nice little game to help tide us over again. Why aren't they doing you know, that? It just seems like common freaking sense to me. You know, do they do they not have common sense? I don't know. You know what would be nice? What would be nice is Xbox, if you remember back at the E3 presentation, um, because of the fact they were doing the free games for Games for Gold monthly on 360, and they said they're going to carry that over through the membership on Xbox One. Mm. So, for an example, uh, I believe Xbox Fitness is the first three game, or free game when Xbox One launches. Not yeah. that I'll play it, <laughs> but, but they're doing it as a free game anyway. It would yeah. be nice of them as as if one of the free games for Xbox One, as long as it, along with the uh, that tanks game, I believe is going to be one as well. World was it a three sixty? Yeah, yeah, was World it a of Tanks exclusive. I think that might be an Xbox One as well. Don't quote me, but uh, it'd be nice if they did Spartan Assault as a free game for Xbox One, even. Yeah, that, you know, it, and, and the thing is, is it's it's Spartan Assault is a Windows eight based game and that is what xbox one is that we know that's what we've been told so there's really no reason why spartan assault wouldn't be able to port over to uh, the xbox one but the thing is is i don't want to have to wait for that you know because personally again i have no intention of buying an xbox one on day one um i would probably i'd probably wait for halo 5 or whatever they want to call it however Gotta tell you, Titanfall and Destiny are both calling to me, and they come out that I understand in the spring of next year. And uh, if I'm lucky enough to get that job, I'll be saving my pennies up because I might just have to get it before then, you know. And uh, oh man, you know, this is something I've struggled with. A, a couple of my friends uh, on Xbox have asked me, "Am I going to start a Destiny blog?" and I have rebuffed this for many months, but in light of recent things with 343 not being forthcoming, with them not fixing things that have been wrong or broken, with them not including things that have already been coded into the game and could easily be done, it really has made me start to wonder. Now... That's not to say I'm going to just go away or whatever. No, I have no plans on doing that. In fact, I even said it on the blog, I believe. If I were to do something like that, I feel like I'd be cheating on Halo. Uh, but 343 really has to deliver for the community. Okay. Uh, and if they're, if they're not going to be more open, more honest, more upbeat, you know, and everything else about it, then... You can't expect your fans to do to do that for you. You know, uh, those of us that have blogs, podcasts, websites, and all that, um, you know, we're actually doing a service for three four three, whether they want to admit it or not. You know, we're the ones that help to carry over additional advertising that is free for them. You know, um, we help by by virtue of the our own little micro communities that we've created we help to continue the franchise going you know and keep it going even in the tough times so you know i i really do think it's high time that 343 
needs to listen to those that are the vocal people in the community. And I don't mean just myself. I mean, there's plenty of people out there. Uh, of course, I'd like for them to, you know, sit down and listen to me, you know, and let's have a frank discussion about it. But, you know, I know I've kind of earned a little bit of a, a reputation as being hard on them, but it's not without good reason. And I try to explain that, you know, whenever I, I do this podcast or I do uh, uh, articles on the blog, uh, those times where it seems like that I'm bashing them, I almost always give some kind of a solution otherwise. You know, something else they could try to do that could bring more people back in or at least make the population stable out, you know. Um, so please, folks, don't think that I'm deliberately just being a hater. That's not the case. Uh, I've said it before. I want Halo to succeed. I want it to continue. But in order for it to do so, uh, 343 just has to really up their game much higher than it is right now. Okay, guys, is there anything else that you guys wanted to add in before we uh, close this out? Uh, about the, uh, this is a little too late, but on the uh, Halo 2 reboot. Yeah. Actually, uh, they did release Halo 2 on the 360 later. Yes. But by that time, the multiplayer was already gone. So, in all honesty, I would be perfectly fine if they didn't bring back the campaign, but just brought back the multiplayer so people would get that experience. Okay. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, I know my, my Halo 2 disc, uh, I bought for the 360. I'm sorry, I bought for the Xbox, but it does work in uh, in the 360. Does it really? Yeah. I bought it for the... Uh, for the, I swear to God, I did. Uh, unless I'm talking out of my ass, I'm almost positive that I did. If I remember rightly, the uh, I think it worked for a period of time, but you know how they stopped the support for multiplayer and the servers. I believe they stopped that working on the 360. Then could huh. be wrong, but that's what I, if I remember rightly. Yeah, that but, could be. I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I haven't played Halo Two in so long now. So I really, you know, yeah, I couldn't speak to that any further. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Um, it's just I, what I'm concerned with is I don't want three four three to focus on rebooting previous titles when they really need to work on the next title, and they need to not just hit it out of the ballpark, but they need to hit it out of the freaking atmosphere, because like I, like we keep saying, they're contending with new generations of consoles. They're contending with um, brand new franchises that have gained a lot of hype, one of which, of course, being Destiny by the former makers of Halo that are backed by the makers of Call of Duty and Activision. You know, so there's, you know, they have such a huge uphill battle already. And, We've got to we've got to hear something from them, you know. The, if if Halo Five or whatever the next game is going to be called is supposed to be coming out next year, we should already start to be hearing something about the game. And their quiet or secretive nature just is is brushing wrong, or you know, or however you want to put it, against a lot of the Halo community, especially those of us that have stuck with you that have been there. Uh, you know, that have been there before you were there, you know, and we're still, we're still sticking around, you know, 
it makes it harder and harder. And that's why you start to see, you know, halo sites go away. Um, in fact, it just looked at 343 themselves. Three of the people that I liked the most uh, and that I followed on Twitter uh, that were uh, developers have left. Uh, one was Jesse oh, wow. Snyder. Yeah, one was Jesse Snyder. He used to work on Call of Duty that, I'm, uh, that I understand. He left. In fact, I think he went back to, uh, maybe not Call of Duty, but back to work with some of the people he used to work with. Um, another one is Kynan Pearson. Now, I think his is more on a personal issue. I think he had to tend to family back in Texas. But uh, And then there's this, there's this other girl, real quick, there's this other girl named Katie McCaffrey. Uh, she's actually from Pittsburgh, so that's kind of cool, and that's one of the reasons why I followed her. But she has recently left uh, 343 as well, and it really starts to make me worry. Why are these folks leaving? You know, it, it, is it because they don't like the direction that Halo's going? Is it because they just wanted to use 343 as a springboard to get to another job? Um, is it because the the atmosphere at 343 is becoming so abysmal that they no longer want to work there? It makes me curious. And they don't have to answer those questions. What, what needs to happen is this 343 needs to just keep coming out with you know, content and making their playlist better and being more communicative with the community and being more positive and upbeat and, and you know, being more open and, and forthright and letting us know what's going on. Maybe not in those personal issues, but with the next game and with them not doing it. Not, Go ahead. I don't know if I'm wrong. I, I wouldn't have a clue if, if this is true or not. But didn't Bravo come in and kind of oust out Conan Pearson for his role? I'm not sure if that's the case. It kind of makes you wonder, hey, you know what? While we're on this topic then, and I'm not sure about Kynan, you know, and like I said, I think Kynan was more on a, on a personal issue. I think he had to take care of something in Texas. But what does piss me off, and I know this pisses off a lot of people, Bravo, as we know, was, was a, a pro, okay? And so he's still well-connected in the pro community, and, you know, we all know he did the Halo 4 Global Championship commentating and all that. Now, the next pro that most people looked to join 343 was Ghost Yami because of all the stuff that he's done with doing the different version testing for uh, multiplayer specifically in Team Throwdown. And the guy is a really good guy. I've met him now in person, and we've talked on the phone. We talked extensively at the land that he was at, uh, my land that is. He's a really good guy, and he has a genuine interest, just like I do, uh, for the whole of the Hale community. Don't you know that instead of them hiring Ghost Yami, they hire the pro player Neighbor? What the fuck? Out of nowhere? Where? I, you know, I only vaguely know the know of the guy's name, but I don't know what he's doing for the Halo community. You know. If he's doing something, they need to make make it a little bit more vocal. What the hell he was doing before he became part of three four three? Because I feel extremely bad for Ghost Yami, who was busting his ass and really trying to be a part. And I know he desperately wants to work for three four three, and yet he gets kind of forked over. And I don't mean fork; I mean another word, but I said forked instead. But you know. And and from what I understand, and if I'm wrong here, I'm wrong, and that's fine. I'll you know I have no problem, you know, uh, going back on my words here on this one. But 
from what I understand, Bravo is a really good friend or really good friends with neighbor, uh, more so than he is with ghost Yami. And so that's why that happened. Now, again, that's not factual. That's what I've heard. So that's speculation. But if that's the case, kind of a shitty move. I mean, I know you want to look out for your friends, but don't you want to also look out for those people who have really done real good and real work for the community? Ghost would have been great to have in there, you know. But, you know, that's just another one of those things that makes me wonder, you know, what, who's making the decisions and why are they making the decisions? So, anyways, we've gone on about an hour and 40 minutes, fellas. So, uh, you have anything else you guys want to add? Otherwise, we can start to wrap this up. Nothing else for me. Okay. Uh, you've been pretty quiet there, Brent. Next time we'll have to really get you engaged in the uh, in the podcast. We'll, maybe we'll have you on for a, a collecting uh, podcast or uh, in particular about Megablocks or something. I can do that. All righty. Martin, you want to uh, plug yourself there? Uh, yeah, maybe you can follow me at the Halo Opinion uh, on Twitter. Um, just one last thing, and, and it's kind of not. It is Halo-related in the sense, and that's Bungie had posted something a couple of days ago in regards to the community. They they asked if anyone has created a fan site or a fan Twitter account or anything to do with Destiny to let them know so that they can plug it and follow. I haven't seen 343 do that. Yeah. I haven't seen 343 ask the community, say, look, if you love Halo and you've got a site out there, we'll help promote you. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. You know what? Okay. So I'm not going to go too far off on that tangent, but I will mention this. Uh, I'm not going to mention the guy's name. I've mentioned him before to friends, but there, I have a buddy that actually works for, uh, for Bungie and he several months ago, uh, let me know that if I wanted to start a website for destiny and promote it here in Pittsburgh, that, uh, he would do his damnedest to get Bungie to back it in some way or another. doesn't mean financially, just, you know, just like that to, you know, to push it on their site, to provide links, you know, to other people or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff, community oriented stuff, not money, not monetarily. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool. The problem was, is that, you know, I'm really vested, uh, in Halo. So, you know, again, as I said, you know, I, I would feel like I'd be cheating on Halo if I did that, but, you know, like I say, man, with 343 just really staying so quiet or not answering directly um, or the, what the answers they give are kind of like, you know, it's not what we want to hear as fans, uh, whether it's the truth or not. Um, it really has made me uh, reconsider the opportunity of starting a Destiny site. Halo Fan for Life won't go anywhere. I mean, this thing, this sucker's paid up for at least until next September. So we're good to go at least until then. Uh, but will I start a destiny site? I don't know. Uh, starting to lean in that direction. If I get this job, then the money will be there. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what the future holds. If anything, I'd like to hear from all of you that are listening to the podcast and let me know what you think. You know, uh, you can send me an email at salhalofanforlife.com, or if you're a registered member on the blog, please, by all means, uh, you know, throw up a reply in, uh, in one of the uh, uh, blog posts somewhere along the way. In fact, when I put up the, the, the blog post about this podcast, feel free to reply there. Uh, would you consider 
would you like for me to start a Destiny uh, uh, blog? And if so, would you also follow me over there? Uh, again, I, I'm never about the numbers. So if I were to start a Destiny blog, it would just be something I would want to do. It would be fun. Um, and uh, if it grows like Halo Fan for Life has, then so be it. Um, so, like I said, it's just a decision I'm kind of weighing at the moment, not really going to go in that direction unless money money happens to get better. You know, we'll see. All right. Well, uh, that's it. Um, again, this is Sal. Uh, and I want to thank uh, our quiet friend Brent there. <laughs> and, I didn't have too much to talk about. Oh, that's okay, man. No worries. No worries. Just glad you were here to be able to be with us for that. Uh, and again, as always, my, uh, my fellow co-host Martin down in the land down under. And uh, we will uh, we'll see you next week, and hopefully we'll get Zach back in here. And as always, as we end it, we are out of here. <laughs>